Acts chapter 2, if you have your Bibles. We've been studying there in this chapter, um, and this is the tail end of chapter number 2. In chapter number 2, the Holy Ghost comes down and God's people are filled with the Spirit of God, and they begin to preach the Bible. And many different nationalities heard the Bible in their own, uh, own tongue, the Bible says. And uh, then now we're to the end. Last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, we talked about salvation. Last week we talked a, a message, if you will, on, on Father's Day for fathers. And so what I want to do today is uh, now we are... The people have responded. The people, uh, Peter says in verse number 38 that they're to repent and, uh, and be baptized. And so he tells them that they need to repent and be baptized, uh, uh, every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And we talked about that. That verse is telling us that we need to be saved. Amen. And then after salvation needs to come baptism. And after, why, why baptism? Because it signifies to everyone what you've done yes. with Jesus Christ. Yes. And then he goes on and he talks a little bit more. But today, now what do we do? You've been saved. You've been baptized. Now what's, now what's to take place? What are we supposed to do as Christians? Well, you say, well, I was baptized and, and saved a long time ago. Hey, it still doesn't change what we're called to do. It still doesn't change what we need to do as Christians. These next few verses that we will read this morning are exactly what these born-again, brand-new Christians began to do. And in verse number 41, let's stand if you can, and we'll read together in verse number 41, all the way to verse number 47. The Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they, who is they? They that got saved. They that were added to unto them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon them uh, upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had things all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man hath had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord, and the Lord added to the church. Daily, such as should be saved. So we see in the scripture exactly what takes place after salvation. For many people, this is the actions of many of you. But for some people who have been saved and baptized, or maybe you've been saved and you haven't been baptized, this is a, 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 an encouragement to you to take that next step. 
to do the next thing. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every person that is here. Thank you for the generosity of the church. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this, this message. I pray that you'd move me out of the way, remove me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Please, dear Lord, I ask you, in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And y'all may be seated. So let's look at these. Now, now what? Now what? You're saved. Now what? What do you do? What is that next step, Brother Trenton? Okay, I've been saved, so what do I do? So the first step is, in verse number 41, the Bible says, And they that received the word, the received his word, were, read the next statement to me, verse 41, were what? Were baptized. So the moment they received the word... The moment they got saved, the first thing they did was to get baptized. Why is it, you say, Brother Trenton, why is it so important that I get baptized? It is to signify to everyone else you've made a decision about Jesus Christ. It is called believer's baptism. Everybody look up here. Uh, When I got saved, I got baptized. To tell everyone what Jesus had done for me. How he died on the cross. And how he rose again for my sins. As a picture what baptism is. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for my sins. Why do I want to get baptized? To show everyone what God has done. Do you understand that when these Jewish people decided that they got saved and then they got baptized, you know what? When they decided to do that, their families disowned them. When they decided to do that, their families wrote them off. Do you understand that a lot of times when somebody makes a decision for Jesus and they get saved and then they get baptized, their family says, why'd you do that? Didn't you already do that? Didn't you already believe? Didn't you already belong to some other church? That's what took place this day. When these 3,000 souls got saved and got baptized, a lot of their families turned their backs on them. I've been told that in, uh, in numerous countries, when people get saved and they get baptized, their families will hold a funeral. For their decision to follow Jesus rather than to follow some dead religion. Right. You understand what Christ did for me? He saved me. Amen. Yeah. And I need to let everyone know what Jesus has done for me. Number one, we see that they followed the, the first step after salvation. Now what? Now what? After salvation, we baptize. Number two, they begin to get in their Bible. The Bible says in verse number 42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. What's that? That's the Bible. I understand that we have the same Bible that they read out of and hey, the same stories that they read, uh, how God brought Moses over the Red Sea and how God protected Mo, uh, Gideon when he went down to fight the Midianites, uh, how God protected the children of Israel in the middle of the desert, how God provided for manna for them when they were hungry, how God provided water for them in the desert, how God did those things for them. The same Bible that they read. 
is the same Bible that we have today. Huh? That same scripture. Praise the Lord. Well, do you know what it is? We need to pour ourselves into the Bible. Let me ask you something. I don't want you to answer this out loud. I want you to answer this inside. When's the last time you've read God's Word? When's the last time that you spent time reading God's Word? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Everyone needs faith. But the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing cometh by the Word of God. You want to strengthen your faith? Read God's Word. The Bible says, thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. Hey, I don't know where to go. I don't know what decision I need to make. I don't know what I need to do. This Word of God will show you how to do it. It is, it is the lamp. Uh, it is a light. It is many different things I don't have to go into. It's a sword. It's a shield. Come on. This Word of God is for you and me. Yes. We need to take time and we need to read our Bibles. We'll take time and we'll read letters. We'll get on the internet and we'll spend hours on the internet watching videos or doing things like that. But yet we won't spend 10 minutes a day reading God's Word. This Bible will change your life. Amen. I had a friend of mine call me the other day and said that he was raised in church his whole life and made a profession of faith when he was five years old. But one day, about three months ago, he was sitting on a job site and he was on lunch break and God spoke to him that he needed to read Romans chapter, whatever he said, he can't even remember what chapter it was. He said, God told me to read it. So he said, I picked it up and I began to read it. And about halfway through, God told me I was lost. Sitting there reading my Bible, God exposed to me that I was lost. He said, I, I wept and cried and asked Christ to save me right there. Yes, yes, yes. This Word of God is quick and powerful. Yes. This Bible. I don't know. I don't know. Look, you, you want to believe it? Read it. Amen. This Bible. What will you do now? Get in your Bible. You say, well, I'm not for sure where to read. Just come ask me. I'll tell you where to read. It's all good. It is, Brother Eddie. It is all good. You need to start in John and 1 John and tell you how to be a Christian, how to get closer to the Lord. The Bible ought to be our guidebook. The B-I-B-L-E, as the, I've heard said before, the basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. You know, if you have an owner's manual, when you buy something brand new, what do you do with it? I don't know about you, but um, sometimes I throw that owner's manual away. But if you've ever bought anything, you've had to put it together... Do you know what I do with those instructions? Listen, I bought um, Miss Stacy one of those outdoor um, table and chair set for her birthday, but I, I was putting it together. But do you know what I did first? The first thing I did before I began to put it together, I got out the instruction book, and I laid it down on the ground, and I began to put all the pieces and knowing, recognizing what pieces went to what, and then I began to put it together. You know, if I would have done it my own way, I would have figured it out. Maybe, maybe, with a bunch of broken pieces, extra parts, 
Something not in the right spot. Listen, God's Word is the manual for your life. You want to, hey, what's going on? Why is my life going like this? Look, look back to the Bible. Look back to the Word of God and allow it to mold you. Allow it to make you. Allow it to mold every part of your life. Go back to God's Word. Go back to the Word of God. These people, when they got saved, they were baptized and they got in God's Word. Not only that. But then you'll also see that they begin to fellowship with each other. Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread. Do you know what we need to do with each other? We need to fellowship and break bread with each other. Amen. And fellowship with each other and spend time with each other. As Christians, we need to, this needs to be our community. Your, uh, this needs to be uh, the place where you talk to people. And come in and sit in your seat and not talk to a single person. You know, that's not how we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to talk to each other and spend time with each other and have fellowship with each other. That's part of, you know, church is important. Church attendance is important. But one of the reasons church attendance is important about being in God's house is so that you can have fellowship one with another and encourage each other about the stories and the things that you go through and the struggles that you face in this life and how you've overcome, how God strengthened you, what word he's given you. That's what fellowship is about. Not Hey, fellowship is not gossip. Fellowship is not talking. Talking about one another. Fellowship is not criticizing one another. Fellowship is spending time with each other and talking to each other and encouraging each other. We need that at church. I need that. You know what I need? I need fellowship. You know what you need? You need fellowship. You need fellowship with God's people. Who do you know? What's their name? In this church, we ought to know each other's names. We ought to know each other. Know about each other. Fellowship. See, they were baptized. They got in the Bible. They started fellowshipping with each other and breaking bread with each other. But then... If you'll look back in that same verse, in verse number 41, verse 42, I'm sorry. And the third verse, third word, what does it say? And they what? Continued. What do you mean by that, Brother Trenton? You need to continue. You need to continue doing those things. You look around the room. You look around the room. In five years, there'll be people that won't be here. Because they quit. Or they get out. And they stop coming. You know what we need to do? We need to continue. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what's going on down the street. It doesn't matter what's taking place. We need to continue to do what God has called us to do. And we need to continue to be in our Bible. And we need to continue to fellowship. And we need to continue to grow and continue in the Apostles' Doctrine. Continue in the Bible. 
Don't stop. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. There is a time and a place every Christian needs to have where you just stay. Stay. I'm, I'm, I'm a young guy. You say, you don't know anything about staying. I may not know all about that. But I do know, look at men like Brother Teddy, who's been in the Philippines since 1984. And I watched that video in ministry after ministry and the school ministries and the van ministries and the bus ministries and the hospital ministries and the, and the, uh, the homes, uh, homes ministries and the church ministries. And I know that there are probably others he didn't mention. None of that doesn't come without him sticking and staying and continuing to be the preacher and continuing in his Bible and continuing to fellowship. None of that comes if he doesn't stay. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Yes. There are going to be times when it feels like you ought to give up. There's going to be times you're going to feel like you ought to quit. But don't quit and don't stop. Continue. The road is not always easy. Run the race. But it doesn't matter whether it's hard or easy, we need to continue. Continue. We see the apostles, the, these, these people that got saved, they not only did they uh, get baptized, they begin to get in their Bible, they begin to fellowship, they begin to pray. In verse number 42, and in breaking of bread and in prayers, you know what we need to do for each other? Pray. Amen. I know Brother Teddy needs financial support for the ministries and the different things like that. But Brother Teddy needs us to pray for him. Yes. yes. You're sitting in your seat today. Do you know what you need? Yeah. You might have other needs. You might have a financial need. You might have a physical need. You might have a spiritual need. You might, I don't know, you might be going through something that no one else even begins to know about. But you need other Christians to pray for you and pray on the behalf of you and go to the throne of God for you. We need to pray for each other. I think we do a disservice to each other by not praying for each other. Pray. Pray. God's Word is God speaking to us. Prayer is us speaking to God. What's more important? Breathing in or breathing out? No, what's more important? Breathing or your heart beating? What's more important? (laughs) You know what? Each one of them serve their purpose, don't they? What happens if your heart isn't working like it ought to? What happens if you don't breathe like... (gasps) I've been there. (laughs) 
pray. What's more important, Brother Trenton, prayer or Bible? You tell me what's more important, breathing or, or your heartbeat. They're both vitally important for your Christian walk. When you leave here, you're going to see the evils of the world. You're going to be, you're going to work around people. You'll be around people that aren't Christians and fellowship and the sweet things that you get to hear in church and the sweet fellowship you get to have and the encouragement you get to have. And so what do we need when we face the world? We need God's word and we need to spend time with God. You need to pray and spend time with God. I know sometimes in, in this generation, most people don't even like to talk on the phone. They'd rather just type a text and send, right. it to, send it away. But that's not how God works. You can't send Him a text and go on the way. You have to physically speak to Him. What are these, what are the, now what? Well, what do we do? Well, I've been saved and I've been baptized. Well, now what? Get in your Bible. Fellowship with Christians. Surround yourself with Christians. Get in and pray and spend time with God. And don't stop and continue to do that. What else? What else did they do? These people had generosity. These people had generosity. Look, the Bible says in verse number 45, And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all the men, and as every man had need. Do you know what they did? What happened was they were gathering in church one day and somebody said, well, I have this need. Would you pray for it? Okay, hold on. Let's sell it. Let's sell it. Hey, let's give it to this guy because he's got a need. All right, somebody else said, okay, let's get that taken care of and, and take care of it. They were generous. You know what we need to be? We need to be generous. Look, this right here is proof of generosity. Yeah. I don't know who gave. Or what? Or every person that gave, that's generous. That you would give that kind of money for kids to go to camp. That's generosity. That's above and beyond what you had to do. That's generosity. That's the kind of generosity we need when it comes to life. When it comes to other people. Give to other people. I know sometimes it's hard not to be selfish. Well, we ought to be generous to other people and give to other people. Can you imagine having something that you have holding dear to you and selling it so that you can give it to someone else? They sold what they had to give to someone else. Yeah. The generosity of others. These Christians, when they first got saved, they had generosity and they got in their Bible and they fellowshiped with each other and they prayed and the, and the last one, and I'm done. Verse number 44, and they all believed, all that believed were together and had all things common. Verse number 46, but, uh, I'm sorry, I wrote down the wrong verse. And verse number 45, and they sold their possessions and goods and they parted to every man as had need. Verse number 46, I'm, that's right. And they continued daily with one accord. With unity. See, what we need 
as Christians. You know what Trenton needs? I need to get in my Bible. You know, it doesn't change whether you've been saved, whether you've been saved five years or you've been saved 20 years or you've been saved 30 years. It doesn't change what you need. It doesn't change how you approach this next day. Get in your Bible and fellowship one with another. Pray and spend time with God. Have unity. As the Bible says, they were all in one accord. They were in unity. Brother Teddy said it in Sunday school. We don't need bickering and fighting and fussing in church. We need to be together. We're not going to agree on everything, but we can agree to serve the Lord together and reach people together and have unity doing it. That is one of the greatest things as Christians we should do is have unity together so that God's work can be done. Unity with each other. Well, you you just don't know. That person is so hard to get along with. (laughs) You don't know anybody like that, do you? We ought to have unity. I don't know about you, but I do not. I do not like friction. I do not like um, confrontation. I don't like uh, the cat to be turned backwards and everything going the wrong way. I don't. I don't. I hate it. I hate it. I want unity. I want it to be, I want to flow together and work together. As Christians, as church, we ought to have unity. We ought to be generous. And then the last thing, uh, 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 conclusion for today, and I'm done. He said in verse 147, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church. See, what happened was, is these people got saved. They got baptized. The Bible says they were added to the church, which means they joined the church. They were added to the church. And then they began to get in their Bible, and they began to fellowship one with another. They began to have, they began to pray for each other. They began to have generosity. They had unity, and then they continued to do that, and then the Lord added to the church. Who added to the church? The preacher? The apostles? No. God did. For that to take place, the Lord has to take care of that. Sometimes it's frustrating. And where's where's that? Where what's going on? Listen, the Lord will add to the church. I want I would love for it to be added daily, huh? that scripture, verse number 47, and the Lord added daily. That would be awesome if the Lord would add daily. But as Christians, we have to be diligent about those things. We need to be diligent about getting our Bibles and praying and fellowshipping with each other, having unity and generosity. Don't try to start trouble. Try to be the cause of the unity rather than to be the person that always wants to stir the pot. You say, Brother Trent, are we having problems? No. On, on those issues, no, I'm not saying that. I think that we have a church that is generous. I mean, that's evident with the offering. I think we have a church that has unity. Well, we must continue to do those things and continue to strive for those things. We need to pray, spend time with God. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this morning. I, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. I pray that if